This is Celebration Church, but it's more than just a building or a church. We have a calling to be a place where people can find a relationship with God instead of religion. A place where freedom is found and acceptance given, and every person can discover their purpose and experience the kind of fulfillment only God can give. Together we will raise, lead, and empower a generation to change the world. Here, Jesus is famous, and all the glory goes to God. This is celebration. This is our family. Welcome home. Okay, that's pretty good. Hello, Fox Valley. How you guys doing? Everyone joining us online. It's good to see you this morning. Uh, actually, I'm just gonna be eating breakfast this morning. That's why we have this out here. I don't know where the waiter is. Uh, anyway, uh, what am I supposed to be doing? Why don't you all stand with me? We're gonna say a creed. In fact, we're gonna say the Apostles' Creed together. Now, this is creed. This is a statement of faith in what we believe here at Celebration Church. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Well, uh, this morning, this is the time in our service where we pause to take our tithes and our offerings. And uh, since we're still not handing out and passing uh, traditional offering basket or collection plate. Uh, if you do have cash or check, you can hand it. Um, the ushers will have some buckets as you leave the auditorium this morning. You can do that. You should have little envelopes too in the seat back in front of you. You can fill that out and put your gifts and ties in that as you leave. Uh, otherwise, we're just continuing to encourage people to give online. Uh, you can go to celebrationchurch.tv slash give. It's probably one of the easiest ways. You can also download our app and give that way as well. So uh, anyway, so this morning, um, my name is Phil Gunger, one of the pastors here at the church. Uh, it's funny, I was traveling last week and I saw that my dad announced that when he retires in 47 years, uh, I can take over. I'm like, babe, by the time he retires, I feel like I'm gonna need to find someone to replace me already. So, <laughs> but anyway, he uh, did mention I'll be speaking some more, um, but not today. We have a special guest today. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Pastor Eric uh, camp. He was here a few weeks back. Uh, he's great. We've gotten to know you guys, him and his wife, Tony. Um, and I, you know, I know my dad's told the story before, but uh, I was talking with Pastor Eric last night. You know, when my dad started this church, there were these certain things he wanted to do. And, oh, we should do this. And then, you know, when we did the creed, he's like, oh, we should really do something that helps us really understand our faith. Wait a sec. The church has been doing something like that for thousands of years. We should be saying the creed together. And all, he put together all these little things. And of course, if you know my father, you know, he just comes up with stuff and he just thinks maybe it's just me and I'm weird, which most of the time is probably true. Uh, but 
then all of a sudden he started meeting these other pastors and they're like, oh no, man, that's a way of doing church. It's called convergent. And so he started meeting these people and realizing we're not just the only weird people out there. Um, and so it was awesome getting to know Pastor Eric because his church is the same way, has the same heart of ministry as we do. So will you guys please put your hands together this morning and welcome Pastor Eric Camp. So good to be here, Celebration Church. Uh, my wife, Tony, and again, we got a little play setting. And I hear that it's raining. Every time we come to Green Bay, I don't know what it is. The last time we were here, Pastor Mark said, you know, it hasn't rained in a month. And then we came and for four straight days, it was a storm. And so here we are, it's raining. Um, that's just part of what we bring with us, I guess. So we're just so glad to be here. Such an honor to be at Celebration. Um, before I get started, I want to really say that sincerely. It is an honor for us to be here. Um, for those of you at Fox Valley and also those of you that are watching online, you guys, I don't know if you're familiar or you really know this well enough to know, but you have a great pastor. I mean, Pastor Mark is absolutely a dear friend of ours and he and Deanna. And so, and also the rest of the staff, Becky, Phil, everyone, this is a great church. You need to give yourselves a hand because you guys are a great church. That was a little bit of a hesitation. So, but also since Pastor Mark's not here and I have the microphone, um, this is also Pastor Appreciation Month. I don't know if y'all knew that. Y'all didn't know that. October is Pastor Appreciation Month. So appreciate your pastors this month. Don't buy them a Bible. They have 87 of them. Okay, but bless your pastors, pastors Mark, Deanna, Becky, Phil, all the pastors on staff. I really, really wanna encourage you to do so. Um, I don't allow our staff to do that. Uh, they're probably doing it today though. So anyway, but today I wanna talk to you um, really just something simple. And it's something that I shared with our church as the storm continues, as the thunder rolls. Um, I want, I'm a Garth Brooks fan, so is that okay in Green Bay? All right. So, um, by the way, the last time Mark and Phil were at our house, we're Saints fans. I know that probably doesn't go well in Green Bay, uh, but who dat? I said this last time. And so the beginning of the year, we got to play you guys, Green Bay, and that did not end well for y'all, but it did for us. And so, but I'm sure we'll meet again. And anyway, revenge will be yours, I'm sure. But I wanted to talk to you guys about the church today. And, and I know y'all already know this, but I wanna talk to you about the structure of the church according to what the Bible says about the church and how the church is structured and the different seats that are in the church or at the table, if you may. And, and so what I wanted to cover is, is just to really to come to the understanding, and I heard this on the video, and I love this, is that you know it's not about religion, it's about relationship. It's not about a religion. Jesus did not come to give us a religion to follow. He came to bridge the gap to give us relationship through him. Amen, somebody. Amen. I have a couple rules when I speak. If I say something you like, say amen. amen. That, we'll try that one more time. If I say something you like, you say amen. amen. If I say something you don't like, say amen anyway, and just email Pastor Mark and, and I may not be able to come back. So anyway, but I wanted to talk about the table and I've got a few scriptures I wanna share with you and I wanna start off in Psalm 127, verse number one of the New Living. It says, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. And so unless the Lord builds the house, so what does that look like? What does it look like if the Lord builds the house? What if the Lord actually builds the house? See, the church is often referred to in scriptures as a table. And I find this very, very interesting when we, we look at what a table symbolizes. We come to the table for dinner time. At least we should. I mean, we don't do that a lot in culture anymore, but the family gathers at the table, right? 
And so those are special times. We have a 19-year-old son, and interestingly enough, those are one of the things that my wife has always kind of stressed is that man, we, we sat at the table for dinner. You know, we come together at the table and we'd gotten into a habit of going to the living room and, you know, watching the football game or whatever. But our son is like, no, let's eat at the table tonight. So he's teaching us from the values that we instilled in him at a very early age. But we come to the table. The family comes to the table, dad, mom, kids, what have you. And so the body of Christ is each and every one of us that have made Jesus the Lord of our lives. That's the body of Christ. If you know Christ, you're a part of his body. Amen. Amen. But what about the church? What about the gathering? Because in this season of COVID, you know, the gathering is something that is not as popular anymore. Unfortunately, we don't gather as much. And I know you guys were seeing maybe on the coast, you know, we were one of the hot spots for COVID. We're just now coming out of, I mean, we were way, way high. We were on the news nationally about, I don't know why, maybe it's that humid air that we have. I have no idea. You know, you get out of your car, you walk in the church and you feel like you've had a shower because that's really what the humidity is like on the coast. But we're starting to see people gather again. In fact, give yourselves a hand. For those of you that are in the house, give yourselves a hand. You're in church today, right? Fox Valley, you're in church. Those of you that are on broadcast, you're in church. I know it's different in the house. There's something special about being in the house. There's something special about being at the table. There's something unique and even supernatural when the body of Christ gathers, when we gather at the church, at the table. See, in history, the church has morphed into varying different things. Titles, denominations, meetings, all this. It's, it's become something that even you're like, what is the church? Because you have different degrees and different thoughts and different philosophies and different religiosities and all of those kind of things. But let's just talk simple for a minute. Let's talk about the chairs at the table. Let's talk about the seats at the table, if you may. See, there are four seats, and I only have three today, so, but there's four seats at the table. And you're gonna find yourself in one of these seats. But also, we're gonna talk about the other three. The first seat, and you, I don't know if you have this on notes or not, but is the disciple. This is, this is the person, the disciple. This is the one, you've been coming to church for a while. Man, you've been in church. You, you've, you grew up in the church or you gave your life to Christ. You're in small groups. You're on dream team. You're serving. You're giving. You're doing. Man, you have a seat at the table. You're serving people because you know you're never more like Jesus than when you're serving, right? Because Jesus came to serve. And so the disciple, these are the ones, you're at the table and, and, and you're there and you're growing, you're praying, you're, you're in small group, like I said, you're in the word every day. So, so this is a disciple and some of you are a disciple. You know, you're not just, you don't just go to church, you recognize that you are the church. You recognize that there's more to following Christ than just gathering in a building. You're the church on Monday, just like you are on Sunday. That's the disciple, that's seat number one. Seat number two is a, is a new convert. Maybe weeks or months, maybe even a year ago, this is the person that came to the table, that they came, they heard a message, they got to see what's going on and maybe they gave their life to Christ or maybe they gave their life to Christ at a Packers game or whatever, they gave their life to Christ. They're a new convert. I mean, I guess people could probably give their life to Christ at a Packers game. I don't, anyway, so, so this, is, this is the new convert. And then you have this other chair, and this other chair represents the unchurched. This is the person who knows, they don't know what you're talking about or even why. Who is this Jesus? Who is this, what is this about? 
what is this? This is the person who knows nothing about church. They might be a little rough around the edges. They might say things that you normally are not, you know, we normally don't say from the stage in church. They talk, they say certain things. And I'll never forget years ago when my wife and I planted our church on the Gulf Coast. And I've told this story a time or two. And we were a church that was very open to the unchurched. Man, we wanted to reach unchurched. We existed for the unchurched first, right? And there was this gentleman after the service, I saw him. There's two, two stories I'll tell you real quick. There was one, one gentleman was standing in the lobby and I went out and I shook hands and all that. And this guy kind of had this blank look on his face. Like he was scared to death. Like this was just like totally foreign that he had actually been in the service. And he, he, I went up to him and shook his hand, talked to him and said, man, you're, you're doing okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, 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 preacher, there's something in that room. I said, what you mean? He said, no, there's something in that room. I said, okay, I mean, like what? You know, there, there's something in there. It's, it, I feel there's something different in that room. It's just different. And, and of course he had a few words that I won't say because it probably would not be acceptable to most. And uh, but it was really cool because I like, this is my guy. I love this guy. And anyway, so we had a conversation and he had experienced something he had never experienced before. Number one, he was just a country guy, had never felt welcomed at a church. He had always felt like he had to wear a suit and a tie, you know, he always had to dress up and he always had to look his best. And, and he came to our church because somebody invited him and he was blown away by the fact that he could just be who he was. He could just be him. And so the impression that was left on him was one for eternity because he did give his life to Christ and he faithfully serves at our church today. He's one of these guys that, that just, it's, it's amazing because all it was was we just had a chair for him and said, hey, please come and sit. Just come, be our guest. And then there was another lady. You know, pastors love it when people say, hey, I got a problem. Really? Because my first thing is like, I'm thinking, okay, I got some problems right now too. And it's you, you're the one. No, anyway, this lady was like, I got a problem with this church. And you know, and pastors get defensive. Y'all don't do that in Green Bay, just in the South. Okay, so we get defensive. And like, what is she gonna say? Because people always got complaints, right, Becky? Y'all don't get any complaints here, I know. Because y'all are a great church, none. So, and I was like, great, what? What is he with a smile on my face? Wait, what, what's, what's your problem? What's, what's the deal? And she, because I mean, I was ready getting defensive and I naturally am a little type A dominant defensive kind of guy. I was a police officer at one time in my life. And anyway, so she said, I gotta wait a whole week before I can come back. <laughs> I felt like running down to the altar and repenting because I totally had this woman like, anyway. And so, but that was because she had a seat at the table. She felt welcomed. Now, you guys have one of the best communicators in all the land with Pastor Mark Gunger. I don't know that there's a better preacher in the United States of America than Mark Gunger, but that's who he is. He's just a great guy, and I'm gonna brag on him because I love Pastor Mark and the staff, and we love this church. But it's not always about who's communicating. See, the culture of the church is set by the people that are sitting at the table. Because the church, the, we're gathered at this table and there are these seats. Now there is a fourth chair and that's the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, the ones that are the dude with the food per se. Because the, the reality is, is that scripture says that Jesus is the bread of life. And so on the table, what do we serve? The bread of life. If we're serving Jesus, the bread of life, we serve to all of these varying seats at the table. Why? For God so loved the world that he gave his son that no one shall, for all the world. It doesn't say that God so loved the world. Or it, say, or it says that God so loved the world. It doesn't say that God so loved the church. It says God so loved the world. He loves the unchurched. 
He loves the disciple. He loves the new convert. He loves, he loves everyone that will just come and dine at the table. Jesus is the bread of life. And we, as the church, we get to come, you guys get to come first Wednesdays and Sundays and gather at the table and there are these seats. There is varying seats at the table. See, Paul in Corinthians gives us direction when we come together. I'm gonna show it to you in 1 Corinthians 11.33 out of the message. It says, so my friends, when you come together to the Lord's table, be reverent and courteous with one another. Be reverent and courteous to one another. That means this unchurched person that is talking like some YouTube video you watched, be courteous, they're at the table. The disciple, be courteous, you're at the table. Be courteous to the unchurched. Don't expect the unchurched person to act like the disciple. They're not going to. They're at a different place in their spiritual journey, right? See, the church is not for perfect people. The church is not just for folks who grew up under a pew. Amen, Green Bay. The church is called and commissioned to a work, to an assignment, and to an agenda. And you guys have such an agenda here in Wisconsin, the Green Bay, Fox Valley area. You're reaching people. But there's more people to be reached. See, the church's best days are not what has happened. It's ahead. The best days for Celebration Church are ahead. I believe that wholeheartedly. I've got to spend time with the pastoral staff and I, man, there's just such an excitement and such an anticipation and great things that are happening. And we see that on the Gulf Coast at Collective Church. I mean, you know, we've come out of, I mean, our attendance is down 50, 60% during COVID. Now that takes a pretty big hit, but the best days are ahead. You say, Eric, I don't understand. I can't see that. Well, it's because we walk by faith and not by sight. Scripture says, right? There's an invitation to the table. Let me show it to you in Luke 14. Hearing this, this is the New Living Translation, hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story, a man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just bought a field and I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five pairs of oxen. I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. Another said, the Packers play at 325. I can't come. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Verse 21, the servant returned and told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Let me stop right there. Are, are we really open to the crippled, the lame, those who have no home, those who've never heard of the table? Are we ready? We should be. Why? Because God loves those people too. Who's gonna reach them if the church doesn't? You and I are the conduits of Christ. Do you know that? There's people you'll reach, I'll never reach. There's people you'll reach that Pastor Mark and Becky and Phil, they won't reach, but you can. It's our job. It's, I tell our church all the time, it's not my job to grow this church. It's my job to help grow you because the church will grow as we are growing and inviting and pulling people to the table. Make sense? It says, his master was fierce. He says, go quickly into the streets. After the servant had done this, he reported, there's still room. So his master said, go into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. For none of those I first invited will even get the smallest taste of my banquet. I said this a little while ago. There's something specific, something supernatural, something great, something happens at the table. Something great happens. Every message preached, I believe, has something for everybody. 
It may not be, I mean, what you may get may be different than what I get, but there's always something that I take away from every message that I get to hear. Life change happens. Spiritual growth can only occur with a faith family like Celebration Church. We wanna grow, yes. We wanna grow in our faith. We partake of the bread. We partake, we grow spiritually. We wanna become a disciple, but are we still making room for that person that has never even heard of the name of Jesus? And I know in America that's kind of hard to even fathom that there's anyone that's ever heard of the name of Jesus, but when you read social media, you're like, yeah, okay, there are some out there. I don't know, maybe that's just in our area. 1 Corinthians 10, 16, look at this. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? See, that's what we do, yes, at communion. We're sharing. We're sharing the bread of life. We're sharing the body of Christ. We share with one another. I hear people say, man, I had to find another church. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not growing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not growing. I'm just, you know, I just, well, it's probably because you're not partaking. It's probably because you're not, you're honestly not trying to become a disciple because many, we like to stay in this one seat. We like to stay in this, this chair that, you know, I just don't want to grow. I don't want to, I don't want to make room for other people because then it's going to get messy. It's going to get dirty. No, we're commanded and commissioned to make room for everybody, to serve the bread of life. Are y'all with me, celebration? Amen. Ephesians 1.23 says, and the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Matthew 9, 10 through 11 says, later, look at this. Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. I love this. It says, along with many tax collectors and disreputable sinners, but when the Pharisees saw this, the Pharisees represents the religious elect of that day. I love this. Here's what they said. The Pharisees, the religious people said, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Isn't that interesting? See, religious-minded people always want to point out the flaws in other people. They always want to point out, man, you did this, and you're a tax collector, and you know, you're, you know, you're, you're a Bears fan. You know, you're, you're whatever. It's easy to point out flaws. And religious-minded folks, it goes back even to Jesus' day. We point out the deficiencies instead of just making room at the table. We should make room at the table for whosoever, regardless of where they are, where they've been. And you guys are doing a great job of that. This is just really a reminder. I know at our church, we're teaching that a lot because we live on the Gulf Coast and it is a very diverse area. And um, you know, we live in a blue collar area too. We're between New Orleans and Mobile, Alabama and a great place, but there's so many differing backgrounds. You know, what kind of church are y'all? What kind of church is this and what have you? And, and we don't even, well, I don't know. I remember when we first started the church, I was the one answering the phone calls. Man, would you counsel? Sure. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do whatever we have to do to get people, right? And so the church is supposed to be a place to where whosoever can come. Self-righteous and religious-minded people always discard and discredit people who don't look like, dress like, act like, or talk like them. I thank God, and maybe you do too, that I once was scum according to the religious, but just like you, I'm, a utmost, I'm a child of the utmost high God now. Amen. And I can get up here and I can say things, I can talk about this, I can talk about that, but honestly, Let's talk about Jesus. 
Because see, he's gonna reach them by his spirit wherever they are in their life. It's not for me to go around and quote all the scripture from Genesis to the maps to prove to you how much I know. No, it's for me to live like him so you can see him in me. And that goes for all of us. Why? Because we're called to serve up the bread of life. Jesus is the bread of life. Maybe you're redeemed. Maybe you're delivered. Maybe you've been set free, appointed, anointed, commissioned. Yes, because the church is called on an assignment. It's not just to gather in a building and sing and hear sermons. We have a job to do. And if you've seen the news lately, it's a big job that we have. Because there is a tendency in our country to move further and further away from Judeo-Christian values. And it's a sad day. But we also see scripturally, we knew this was going to happen. We knew it was coming. Right? Scripture again says in Psalm 127, verse number one, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. We all have an assignment. We all have a job. We all have a responsibility in building the house. It's not just the pastors and the staff. It's all of us. It's every one of us. We all have a role to play. And I love what Pastor Phil said too, talking about the convergent model because that's really... That's what we are. You're a convergent church, we're a convergent church, and and we also relate this symbolism of the table. And I wanna show this to you. A convergent church takes the sacrificial. You know, you take the sacrificial, there's a seat there. The evangelical, there's a seat there. The charismatic, which usually is this, really the charismatic stream is where I'm more comfortable with because that's the stream that we've been in for 20 something years. But there's a seat for that person as well. And then of course you have the pastors and the communicators serving the bread, teaching. But all three streams can come to the table together. And remember the scripture that we use, be respectful, honor one another. We don't have to fight and say, well, this is the doctrinal truth and this is what you should and should not do. No, no, we come together to the table. Why? Because the common, good, the common reason why we're at the table is the bread. It's Jesus. He's the focus. He's the purpose. He's the mission. He's the reason why we're here. And the people that are unchurched, they may not really know why they're here, but they're here and they're gonna be served the bread. And we're gonna depend on God to do what God does best, reach them by his spirit. Amen, church? And so as I get ready to close, I just wanna encourage this church just like we do ours. There's such an assignment and a mission ahead. I know we, get, we neglect sometimes the reality that there are people that don't know Christ, that doesn't have a relationship with him. But there are. And it's our job, every single one of us, to invite them to the table, to invite them to take a seat, to bring them to the house, to the table, so the bread of life can be served. Why? Because it's the bread of life that's gonna nourish them that's gonna replenish them, that's gonna redeem them, that's gonna heal them, that's gonna set them free, that's gonna give them life, that pays for their sins, that is gonna absolutely unlock the destiny and the hope of their purpose. And that's why we do what we do. And so as a church, as a people, as a mission, let's invite to the table. Which seat are you in? Which seat do you have at the table? We all have one but ultimately are we inviting others to take a seat as well? In these days, we need more. Jesus needs more people that are ambassadors to the cause of Christ to reach out, even Steelers fans. I met one earlier. 
I had no idea. There were actually Steelers fans in Green Bay. Anyway, God bless you, brother. I see you. <laughs> so, so really just in closing, I just wanted to bring a simple word of encouragement. It is indeed an honor for us to be here. We, love, we feel like we're family here. You guys are family. We love coming to Green Bay. We love actually being able to see the leaves change color. The small things, we don't have that on the coast. It's either green or dead. I mean, there's, there's, and it's usually green year round for most of them. My wife is taking pictures and she's like, this is, this is gorgeous. And of course, we're on the scenic route everywhere we go. Of course, the GPS, because my son made her GPS not take major highways. So I'm going through parking lots to get to the church. I'm like, where are we going? And so she's like, just go where he says. While she's taking pictures of all the yellow and orange leaves. It was great. And so, but just in closing, I wanna just pray with you if I can. Because, you know, I really do believe that this is very important in the time and the season that we're in because there are people that need to be served the bread of life. And Jesus is that bread of life, right? Let me pray with you before we go. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for this day. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the mission and the heart of this church. And Lord, we just ask you to continue to bless and, and Lord, just pour your spirit out in a fresh new way here at Celebration. Lord, here in Green Bay and also in Fox Valley, I just pray, God, that your will would be done and Lord, that we would be challenged by your word so that Lord, that we can live your word even when we leave the doors of this building today or either building in Fox Valley or log off the website. We honor you, we love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen.